Hello and welcome to the Unqualified Huddle. It's week 10. We are here to discuss what's going to happen, give you your predictions. I'm here with Shamil. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. Uh, week 10 has flown by, so it means we're way past halfway through the season. We're not well, way I, past, I, we're only halfway just, through. Only the just. We've just teetered over the edge of the halfway point. Uh, yeah, we've, we had a great podcast last time. Uh, we talked about the the where we stand in the uh, landscape in the NFL, some of the quarterback performances, some of the teams that we think might have a challenge to make the playoffs, especially in the AFC NFC compared to the NFC. Um, I thought it was we did a great job. Let's give ourselves a <laughs> back. Um, we did a great job. Do you know why we're doing a great job? I'll tell you for why. Because Shannon's not here. Shannon's Maybe, not ruining yeah. the pod. He's not bringing down the quality of the pod anymore. You, you can really see where the two standouts are on this podcast. Oh, yeah. You know, I, and I know he's not here to defend himself, but, you know, that's, that's by the by. He should be here to defend himself. I don't care that it's, uh, we're recording this at about 12 o'clock, so I don't care that it's like middle of the day in uh, in Vietnam where he's at. He should be making time. I don't care that he's traveling and enjoying himself. He should be making time for what's important, and what's important is this podcast. Okay, well, we know how strongly you feel about it. <laughs> well, um, he, 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 you know, he should be making time. Uh, you, just a general question then about the NFL season. Yes. Do you think it's been a uh, one of the most competitive, or do you think it's less competitive than last year? I say that because I think this year it's been less, maybe competitive top to bottom. But yeah. there are a group of teams that cluster at the bottom that aren't that bad. But again, we're talking about they're a quarterback away. Um, I, I, there seems to be a lot of teams this year who I think will be in the quarterback mix. I think I think it is less competitive in some ways. I feel like there's certain teams that you just expect to win now. And I feel it's much easier to call matchups, even though the the pick scores might not suggest that we can we can pick the matchups well. Um, well, wow, you brought it, you brought it up, and I'm gonna I'm just gonna talk about the picks. I'm still leading the way with a cool 87. Um, Shan second with 83, and Tate your last with 79. But yeah. some things never change. Uh, last week I was what 10 of 14. Shan had an abysmal week. He was seven of 14, and Tate you were a bit better, but you were. Um, nine or 14. Yeah, solid, solid effort. Um, uh, yeah, I feel like top to bottom, it's not as competitive. I feel like the teams at the top, though, are more competitive. Like, right. I feel like the teams that are in better situations and have have got quarterbacks, have got better rosters, I feel like those teams are competing. But there's a lot of teams that, like you say, are like the ascending teams that are looking all right. But the, the teams at the bottom are absolute garbage teams like and I feel like last year we didn't get so much of that I didn't feel like there were so many teams that I would put in that category like I would I would only put like one or two whereas this year I feel like there's at least about five or six that I could call, call just the garbage teams of the NFL um which strong it's strong strong statement there strong garbage. statement yeah, yeah yeah but then I mean it's it's a year for the draft though you know everyone keeps saying it's a quarterback heavy draft so it's worth getting these you know, tanking a little bit, getting getting these better picks for the for the upcoming draft. There, there's better like a whole host of players that are coming through this year that that teams want to be in the mix for, sort of thing. So it sort of makes sense. And a lot of these teams that are, you know, the ones that I'm throwing as the garbage teams, the thing that would really improve them, as would improve every team, a good quarterback. And there's just not enough to go around. I know, like, we'll get on this on the draft talk, 
but there are a lot of good quarterbacks uh, coming out by the looks for this year. But we say that a lot of years, and it's never, never as good as we um, think it will be. No, but anyway, let's move on and talk about week week ten. Talk about some of the action coming up. I want to start. Uh, funnily enough, I want to start with your team, the Jags. Never knew we were that famous. <laughs> on site in the side of this podcast. Oh, we've got a great game. Like that's you, why you, you want to talk about that. That's why I want to talk about you for sure. You've got a great, you've got a great matchup coming up um, against the Forty ers Come on, Forty Niners. Um, both teams coming off their bye week. Now that's interesting because the Jags and Doug Pedersen last year coming off their bye week is when they, you know, flipped the switch. They started putting the string of wins together. The Jags have the longest streak in the NFL right now with five-game win streak. The 49ers, they needed the bye week for all the other reasons where they had a slump for the last three weeks. They weren't getting healthy. Trent Williams' ankle. Debo has been out. Uh, Brock Purdy was throwing picks. But D- and the D- defense D- hasn't been showing up. Debo's D- D- full participation on the injury report, though. So that's sort of like some promising news for them. And I, like, I, I've been saying this. I feel like they've missed uh, Debo, I feel like he is one of those key cogs in that offense. As much as they have got other players, I feel like he is their number one wide receiver. I know the Brandon Ayuk fans will get at me for that, but he is I, their number one guy. I, I don't see that. I, I see Brandon Ayuk as a receiver. I see Debo more of a gadget guy. No, um, no. And a more like he like. Sorry, Debo fans, but the route running <laughs> isn't on the, the level of Ayuk. He's not a route runner. He's he's not a pure route runner, but he's a yak guy. He's a guy that you get the ball in with yards. Yeah, and but I, you I don't can't just like always that rely receiver. on that. No, right. I, I I think they use him. They use that type of receiver better than any other team in the league, hands down. A lot of teams try to get their Debo Samuel because it gives you an element that a lot of teams just don't have that creativity. But, that, that's that's what I mean. So like he he adds a lot to that offense, which they've missed by not having him in their lineup. Yeah, and, sure. and and yes, Trent Williams not participating, potentially going to miss this game as well, is quite concerning. But um, as we discussed on our last podcast and discussed um, about your team, the pass rush just isn't there this year. Um, no. Outside of Josh Allen, there, there's not really anyone else getting pressures. I think Josh Allen, you said, had nine sacks for this season right now, but then your sack total in total was only like 16 yeah, so, that's true, and that that is a fear. And it, I think it was Jordan Schultz yesterday said the Ravens and the Jaguars were right until the end in on Chase Young with the Forty Nine ers. The Forty Nine ers got him, uh, and that was something they needed as well because their defense hasn't been producing. No, uh, which is interesting, but it's also led to um, Steve Wilkes going on the sidelines. They announced this week against the Jags from the booth, similar okay. to the Matt Canada thing, but. Yeah. You, you can feel there's probably pressure there. I don't understand the pressure on the defense because I think they're asked to do way too much heavy lifting. I, like, I feel like their offense has really like, like but, put them in bad situations and has really like fell off. Yeah, like, I think it's the offense that needs sorting, not the uh, defense per se. Well, at, at the start of the season, there was people talking about Brock Purdy for MVP like conversations and, and things like that, putting Brock Purdy on this pedestal of being... In with this like a group of elite quarterbacks, and it's sort of like as as we've seen as like the weeks have gone on, and this isn't no disrespect for Purdy because I feel, I feel like he's still a competent starter in the NFL, but he's oh, just yeah. not. He's just not. Well, he's just not at that level yet, as what I would give like the Patrick Mahomes types and like the 
uh, Herbert types and the Justin Fields types. Like he's not he's not that level yet. So then I feel like there's a lot of pressure put on him by people putting him in that conversation, which isn't it isn't what uh, Shanahan does because Kyle Shanahan is very QB friendly. He tries to make everything like nice and neat for him, not asking him to do too much. But yeah, I feel like there's been that outside pressure on him to try and perform. And that the last few weeks it just hasn't worked. The bye week came at the perfect time for them to try and regather themselves and, you know, assess what needs to be assessed. The Chase Young pickup was great. That's gonna obviously like have the potential to make that dangerous defence even more dangerous again. Um, they need it to be dangerous, though. Like, it's a team that feasts off the defense, like you mentioned. Um, the energy they provide, it's more about, I feel like when I'm watching the 49ers, they're a team that, if they've got this juice going or they're on a roll, the rhythm, they continue it. If they don't have uh, that rhythm, they don't know how to get out of it. They don't know how to build that back in. And they're a very much a team that expects third and short. Yeah, when it's third and long, you you don't really trust the Forty ers in those situations because uh, they're built off the play action. Arguably, your boys as well though the Jags. The the bye week sort of came at a bad time for them, I feel, because they were on a roll. They had some momentum from some big wins that they picked up. So like, I feel like having a bye week at that point sort of might um, disjoint them a little bit coming into this week. You know, they're a bit lethargic. Had the week off. I mean, it helps with getting injuries and getting people back healthy again, but did they really need it? Could they have waited a few more weeks, got a few more wins under their belt before the bye week hit in? That might have been better for them. I mean, um, it allows them to get healthy on the back end. So you've had Tyson Campbell, Andre Sisco out with hamstrings. Um, the worry for the Jags, though, is Zay Jones. He's still wearing yeah. a knee brace. And Doug Pedersen's press conference this week, there was a question, is he going to land on IR? Now, we know how the Jags' offense has been. They need everyone. It just seems to be more fluent. And Zay Jones yeah. is a big part of their red zone. And to be honest, their receiver room, a leader. Um, but he, I think the 49ers, having to travel East Coast as well, it, it is a tough matchup for them. Um, the Jags lead the league in takeaways. And Brock Purdy's coming off, what, five takeaways in the last three games? Yeah, it's, it's not looking good. What What are you picking for this game, then? What's your, what would you give I it? don't know. As a Jags fan, I'm always hesitant. Uh, I'm always hesitant because I just don't believe in us enough because it's uncharted oh, territory. You need to start showing that belief to your team. You know what? I'm going with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hey, hey. I, I'm, I'm also going to go with the Jags in this game. Not just because you seem to be the best at picking games between the three of us anymore, um, but I actually feel like they're the team in the driver's seat for this game. They look more consistent. Uh, I am a bit concerned for them though. I feel like they're going to play. They're going to have to play at their best level to beat this San Fran team. Um, so let's hope that they they all turn up. What this channel say? He said the Forty ers I don't blame him. I, I was going to pick the Forty ers It's just point point us for me this game for yeah. sure. It's uh, it's, uh, for UK listeners, it is a Sky Sports game. So all you Jack fans, go on. <laughs> Uh, all right, moving on to another exciting matchup this week uh, of one of my team's former coaches, who I enjoy as the head coach of the Detroit Lions. Uh, they play the LA I Chargers. Thought, yeah, I was, thought you were going to say, you know, somewhere along the line of the Denver Broncos, but I believe they're on a bye, right? <laughs> no, they, they play the Bills. No, they play the Bills. <laughs> on Monday night. <laughs> but Monday no, night. I, I'm talking about Detroit Lions versus uh, LA Chargers. Um 
in a matchup which I think's got a bit more spice to it now with the foot that the Chargers putting on a pretty confident win against the New York Jets. They they obviously had a bye week and they came back from their bye week and they played well against the really tough defense. Um, the the Jets the, as much as like they've had issues this year with their offense because of the Aaron Rodgers situation, their defense has played lights out all year. And I don't remember the score, but I think um I think the the Chargers uh, beat the Jets twenty seven six. There, there you go. So like twenty seven points. Good, it's a good result for them. And they have, they don't they don't have anyone on the injury report. No, but it wasn't because of Justin Herbert's play because Herbert was sixteen of thirty for one hundred and thirty six yards in that game. Um, and let's um, let's face it, Justin Herbert's probably having the worst stretch of his career right now. Mm-hmm. We've got that injury on his non thrown hand. His, I don't know how to get out the front. People thought Kellen Moore would help. I think they've regressed offensively this year than last year. I agree. And I don't know if it's coaches anymore or it needs to be Herbert because Herbert has a live arm and I think that wows a lot of media. But and but he's not elevating his own performances. He's not improving. You want to see improvement, and that's why there's pressure on Staley this year. You're it so is. Lucky. I mean. You're so lucky that Shannon's not here to, to argue about <laughs> it. Is, it is very factual. They've beat teams they should have beat the last two, uh, yeah. two games. The Bears yeah. and the Jets. Now, the Lions is a measuring stick. Can they build that momentum? If they beat the Lions, then I think people will take them more seriously again because that's the Chargers. You, you build them up, you hype them up, then they falter. And then you're like, well, can they do it? Can they do it? This, if this you can a... beat a Lions team, you can, you, well, you're this, in a conversation again. This is a really tough matchup for them, I feel like, because... Um, defensively, the Lions have looked great this year. Like for me, they've looked they've looked much improved as they have from previous years. They they clutch in certain areas, like when they need to be clutch and make the plays when they need to make them. You know, Aiden Hutchinson's looked great as the as the defensive end again, doing his bits. But a guy that's really surprised me in the last few weeks when you when you watch the Lions play, it's Alex Anzalone, who like in the off season, like people are wanting them to get rid of him. He's been lights out for them. If you've watched them play, he's constantly around the ball. I don't think anyone wanted. In a way, no one really wanted to get rid of him. He's the heart of that defense. He's a captain. He's a leader. He's uh, he's pretty much their most snaps, and he's one of the constant press uh, presence. But Aaron Glenn, like another former Saints coach, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, former DB coach. I remember the pressure you were putting on him last year. <laughs> but the, 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 the defense, the defense was, was like terrible. When they first went to Detroit and he, he was first coaching there, the defense was terrible. Now it's competent. And realistically, the way that the offense plays, you only need a competent defense to help you win games, which is what's proven throughout the season. You know, the offense has looked explosive at times, but realistically, it's more of a smash you in the mouth sort of offense where they sort of like walk down the field on you. It's not an explosive offense. Yeah, I mean, Aiden Hutchinson, though, he's not had a sack in three games. Um... He's got four and a half on the season. Currently, Kayvon Thibodeau leads that class with, what, eight and a half sacks or something. I think Hutchinson starts need to pilot. We know they come in but, bunches. But he, he also does a lot of other things in the sense that he drops into coverage for them. He he doesn't just do that pass rushing. He's, he's got an interception this year by dra- dropping into coverage. So like, I saw you pulling that critical face. Yeah, I was like, he doesn't <laughs> drop into coverage that much. He, well, he, he's got an interception this year. He does other things that's not just pass rushing. So I I agree, his pass rushing, like his sack total isn't that, great. That's his, that's his strength, right? Pass rushing is his strength. Yeah, like, yeah. well, it's what they draft him for. 
yeah, it was purely for that length, that motor. Yeah. Um, but they need to prove themselves against the Chargers team. I think the Chargers struggle. Um, they get lit up by every team. They're the worst, probably, defense, passing defense in the league right now. Um, Let's pick the game, though. What are we going to go? I'll, I'll go first here. I'm, I'm not going to knock back the Detroit Lions in this. Yeah, I'm they're, going Detroit Lions as well. I think they're the better team. More round, well-rounded more, team. More overall. Rounded. And David Montgomery's back for them. And I think that elevates their offense even more in the style of football that they play. I wonder how limited it will be, but Shan's gone Chargers. Um, so, yeah. Maybe so we're, we're, we're just been in an alliance right now against Shannon, it seems, because we've both Basically. picked the same way. Um, what's the game that stands out for you? Oh, it's got to be the classic AFC rivalry, Browns-Ravens. Um, oh. You've got the hottest team in the league in the Baltimore Ravens. And I think the Browns' defense is the best in the league. You talk about Miles Garrett, Zadarius Smith. The Browns' they, defense is the best in the league. It's the it's it's legit. It's showing it's that it's the best in the league. Like I said on the last podcast, that this is what their offense needs to be. Uh, so their defense needs to be because their offense isn't high powered. It's not getting a lot of points. It's not it's not looking consistent. But then their defense is doing enough to keep them in games and keep them playing. The only the the issue they're going to face though. If they are playing the hottest team in football right now in the Baltimore Ravens, like, yeah, I mean they are the hottest team, not the winning streak team. I'm going to just point out as a Jack fan, but they look like when you look at Lamar right now, is there anyone playing better than him? No. And this has been a down year for top tier quarterback play, uh, but the Ravens seem to have found their groove. We talked about it maybe a couple of weeks ago that the the scheme is now caught up. Well, one one of the big things is Zay Flowers for me has really like melded to that offense pretty well, and he's he's a piece that they seem to require a guy that they can give the ball to and let him make some extra yards. It's like it feels like it's taken it's taken a bit of a load off of Lamar Jackson because in previous years they don't really yeah, no have no one to throw to outside of Andrews. Now they've got Beckham, they've got uh, Flowers. Beckham's healthy helps like. Say Flowers only had one catch last week. He was a bit frustrated and coming off a performance where he had less than, what, 20 yards the week before. Yeah. So it's like the help that the, Lamar's actually got other options. Before, it was just Rashad Bateman, who's number three now, and he was always injured. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. They, they never really seem solid. But it's also their running back game. Like, their running game is just so strong this year. Again, they use, they use a plethora of, like, different running backs. They use an undrafted guy who really made them tick in the last game. I don't remember his name, so apologies for that. But he made Mitchell, them... Mitchell, yeah. Was it? Rookie, okay. Yeah, I believe yeah. he's a rookie. Yeah. He's, a, he's an undrafted guy, but he, he made them tick. I mean, you still got Gus the Bus taking the, the goal line snaps, but, you know, between the, the 20s, they've got a lot of guys that they can give the ball to. And I feel that that makes them a bit dangerous because each guy brings something different to them from, from the running back's perspective. So I feel like that's a bit of a struggle for teams to face. And their defence is playing really well considering the injuries that have, that have happened. Like, they signed Marcus Williams to be the, the free safety like guy in the middle. He's he's out for the season. Well, I don't know if he's out for the season, but he tore his peck. Um, you know, so other guys have to step up. Kyle Hamilton's sort of stepped up in that role now, um, which is good. Yeah, Kyle Hamilton's had a major improvement this year. But Geno Stone leads the league in interceptions with six uh, for the Ravens. And, and that, that's been a key... Uh, position for them to get in that turnover. I think they've struggled for sacks. Um, they've got, there's Jason Pierre-Paul out there still. Uh, could he have a reunion? But the Cleveland Browns monster D-line. Like, 
Jim Schwartz. Maybe does he does he for you come back as a head coach candidate somewhere? I think he has to. I think after the year that he's having, I think that he sort of has to. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't. If there there isn't the looks, and he might stay another year as the the DC in in Cleveland. But for me, he sort of I, I would say that he has to at least be in some considerations for some of these posts that are going to be available. For some of these jobs that are going to be available, you've got to at least have him in the building. Especially because he's shown what he can do. You get him the right players on defence. But then it's kind of like not all defensive coordinators make good head coaches. No, and Saints fan like in you knows that. <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh, should we pick, pick the game? Go on then. I'm going to... Shall I go first? I'm, I've obviously got the Ravens here. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go for the Ravens as well. My main thing of why going for the Ravens is if you look at the injury report today, there's only three Ravens on the injury report where there's a an absolute laundry list of Browns players who didn't participate in practice. Deshaun Watson's got that pressure. It's got to start delivering now because if not, they're going to be in the quarterback hunt for a, a draft pick, a cheap one, because they're not going to be able to pay anyone. No, they're gonna they're gonna have to try and find some way of. Uh, I'm dealing with that. But anyway, um, let's move on to um, a little feisty matchup before we start going through the rest, uh, which is, for me, Houston Texans, the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I say this because it's, you know, the Texans are coming off one of their better games on offense, like one of their best game on offense with Stroud absolutely balling out. However, you look at their injury report today, and I think there's like 21 players currently on their injury report. And for me, I'm like, that is, 23, sorry, players on their injury report, that is like massively concerning for me. You know, uh, D'Amico Ryans doesn't say, says it's not. <laughs> it's, you can so, say all you want. It's <laughs> definitely a concern because, what, 16 were, what, did not practice or limited? Or yeah, did not practice like or limited, yeah. Um, I I'd be worried. Um, I'd, I'd be worried, especially w- coming in, coming against an informed Cincinnati team as well. It's it's a concern. And there's what like the Houston Texans are definitely one of the hottest teams right now in the NFL too, because CJ Stroud has shown he was the best quarterback in that draft already. I think uh, to me he's already shown that because the performances he's delivered are quite unheard of. I mean, he, we talked about it in the last pod, he broke the record. But I feel it's a little bit overstated at this point to call him the best out of the draft class. Only because I agree he's looking the best out of the draft class, but I also think he's in one of the better situations. Out of, like He's in a much better situation than Bryce Young, for example. But would you say his, his receiving core is that much better? I know yeah. his O-line's good. I, like we, we, They invested a lot there, but... I don't know. I'd say I'd say his receiving room's better. I would I would rather you you give me an option of Nico Collins, Tankdale. Um, I don't know. I don't know any of the other guys. Oh, the Noah Brown. You give me those guys Schultz, over. Schultz. Yeah, Schultz is a reliable like tight end. You give me those pass catches over. It's easy you know, to say that now. That's yeah, of course I'm it saying. is. It's, of course it is. It's easy to say that ten games into the season for sure. But I just feel like he's in a better situation and. It might not be long term, like you know, longer term. He might also show that he's still the better quarterback. Mm. But I feel like we can't just automatically assume that Bryce Young, because at college, you know, it, it was close at college. Like people didn't know who was going number one for a reason. It's not like it was clear cut. You know, when it was um, your your guys draft, um, 
everyone knew that Trevor Lawrence was the top guy in that draft. Everyone yeah. knew that he's going number one. That's not the case in this situation. So I feel like we can't just say he's the better. But anyway, that you know, that's just my my tidbit on that. But this game, he's gonna have to show up because you're you're facing a very informed um Bengals team. I mean, my only concern for the Bengals is that Jamar Chase didn't practice. Uh T Higgins is limited. We are on only on Thursday though, so you know, they've still got a few days to to get healthy for the game. But I feel like, you know, you lose those two guys on that Bengals offense, that's concerning. I mean, as a fantasy owner of T. Higgins, I was hoping, you know, Jamar Chase is out, he's going to get, you know, loads of targets. But that is concerning. Hamstrings can linger. We talked about Jamar Chase's back injury. He didn't sound very hopeful. If they're without them, that really hamstrings them as an offense. It's just as bad as Joe Burrow limping around with a calf injury. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I don't think they've got much else behind him. Tyler uh, Boyd's their, like, slot guy. But then yeah. outside of that... But then Houston are a good defense. They're not great, but they know how, if they had to just focus in on one or two players, you'd expect them to win. I think, this will, I think this is actually going to come down to the injuries for the and Bengals. I, I, and I feel like I feel like um, the Texans play better than what their team would let you think they are. Yeah. Like for, for the team that you see out there and the names on that team sheet, they play much better than what what they are. And that, that's a team spirit type thing. That's like, you know... Team you spirit. Got old team spirit. <laughs> you can't hate that. Uh, let's pick let's pick it, though, quickly. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll go first. Uh, you know, I won't, won't make that for you. And it's, it's going to be a rogue one, but I'm going to go with the Houston Texans in this game. Ooh! Yeah. I don't know. I I just, you've gone out on a limb there. I feel like they're a, a, a team in good form. Obviously, I will regret this choice come Sunday if Jamar Chase and T Higgins are playing. However, at this moment in time, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Bengals. Uh, sorry, the, the Texans. Give me the Bengals. They're at home. They've got a great atmosphere at home. It's a proper home field advantage. I think T Higgins will play. Um, they might be without Chase, but I think they'll get enough out of it. They're the hottest team in the league. Well, we keep saying about everyone now, but. Joe Burrow is playing one of the best footballs in the league. Like we've we've talked about that before as well. Shams also gone Bengals. I just want a, uh, another quick shout out though to Bengals fans for um, the stadium in the last game against the Bills, coordinating it so that it was in stripes is a thing of beauty. So fair play to the fans for doing that. Um, it looked it looked awesome from the the photos that we saw. It looked amazing. Um, let's. Run through the rest of the game, so uh, very quickly. Uh, we'll start with Thursday night <laughs> football. Oh, that's a grim if, game. If you're watching it, I apologise. Like this is not a good advertisement for the NFL. But it could be one of the lowest rated games I would say in NFL. And yeah, it's for Thursday night football. Uh, so Carolina versus Chicago, uh, Panthers versus Bears. I, I'm going to go Bears in this. Um, I don't like either team in this, but the Bears have a little, like some more pieces, and they look a little bit more feisty. I mean, this is this is basically the the game for the number one draft pick, and it's not even Carolina's draft pick. So realistically, like... <laughs> it's basically whoever loses Chicago benefits in one way. Yeah, Chicago has yeah. both the draft picks. Yeah. So I think Chicago would happily take the win here. Um, I've 
gone back and forth on this. Do I trust Bajan? No, because it looks like Fields is doubtful and Matt Eberfuse's press conference was pretty awful. Um, if you haven't seen it, watch it. Uh, I'm going to go with the Carolina Panthers because I think Bryce Young needs this as well to build his confidence. And I think Frank Wright needs it because what's he got to show for it if he can't beat Bajan and Chicago Bears? True, true. Um, moving on then, the Indianapolis Colts versus the New England Patriots. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go Colts there, I'll say it quickly. I feel like they're the better team out of these two. The Patriots look look awful. Um, they gave us a little bit of hope earlier on in the season with that second win, but since then they've, they've not looked good. So Shan went Panthers last game. Yeah, we've, we've both gone Patriots. I think it's just Bill Belichick will expose uh, Gardner Minshew. Uh, that's, right. that's just how I feel. If they can stop the run, they'll expose Gardner Minshew to throw about a couple of picks this game. Uh, an exciting Tennessee Titans team takes on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I'm excited to see how Levis plays in this. Uh, obviously, he played the Steelers' defense last week, who are tough. The the Bucks' defense, you'd say, were tough in recent times, but they didn't look all of that in their game against the Texans. They didn't look great. So... On that, I'm, I'm going to go with the Titans in this and just sort of like double down on, you know, Levis playing well, the Hopkins uh, connection working out for them. Uh, I, th- I think I'm just going to double down on it. Yeah, I'm going to go on the Titans as well. I've just not been impressed by the Buccaneers' run game enough, their defence enough. Baker's been playing lights out, to be fair. Uh, but I just like what Will Levis is starting to show. Shan's gone uh, Buccaneers. Cool. Um, so then the Packers uh, are at the Steelers. I mean, talk about bad offences. <laughs> uh, if you're going to watch this, be prepared for another defensive brawl. Um, Jordan Love, I'm less and less confident in him. But are the Green Bay, de- de- the Green Bay defence? Yeah, but is the Green Bay defence like really that good as well? Like, obviously... No, they're not. They're not. The Steelers are the better defence. But that's mm-hmm. why I'm picking the Steelers. But Green Bay has a running game. That Steelers don't have. I am picking the Steelers as well. I I think they'll move on to is it Jalen Warren, their their backup filling back. They got him more involved in the last game. I think they'll do that more this game. He offers a bit more excitement than Najee Harris. So I think I think they will. And that's mainly because I told Hannah to pick him up in a in fantasy football, so she'll be fuming at me if he doesn't start getting more touches. I, I don't think they'll ever go to Jalen Warren full time. It's just it's a, I think they need to move on from Najee the off-season. But, um, yeah, uh, we've all gone for the Steelers. It's a clean sweep. Moving on to um, the New Orleans Saints against the very game... Joshua Dobbs. Minnesota Vikings with Joshua Dobbs having a whole week of practice. <laughs> um, yeah, this is, a, this is an interesting one for me. Because even though the... The Saints won their last game. It wasn't a convincing win. It was still, it was still a pretty much a, uh, an, you know, a defensive like, battle. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I'll go with that. I feel like the well, the Bears, Pulse and Adebo masterclass. We can give them yeah, that. The Bears defense, the Bears offense, sorry, weren't weren't very good. Um, and then on the flip side, this Minnesota is a nice story. Can they continue it? I I think they can. Like. I think Dobbs looked exciting in Arizona, and I feel like, 
you know, they've um, they've brought him into Minnesota, switched him for Cousins after Cousins' injury. Uh, just be interesting to see if they um, activate Justin Jefferson for a return here. I mean, I know they're not activating him for a return oh. here. Let's be frank. He's probably a week away, I think. Uh, oh, okay. There's no way they're, they're activating him. Then Sorry to burst your bubble. That makes my decision much more easy. I'm going with the New Orleans Saints in this game. I've gone with the Saints as well. Sorry, Josh Dobbs. I think Josh Dobbs helps. But if Derek Hart and the Saints offense can't be better than Josh Dobbs and the Vikings offense, I think yeah, something needs to happen. It? Yeah, it's worrisome. All right, moving on to the next game. I'm going to just say it here, Simon. Hello. The Arizona Cardinals versus the Atlanta Falcons. I can't think of... <laughs> Um, a better game for Kyler Murray to come into and face uh, this season right now. Um, he should be able to light that Falcons team up. Even though it's a good defense, don't get me wrong, I think he can elevate the rest of this offense, even is without Zach Hurts. Is it a good defense? I don't know. People talk about this Falcons having a, a good defense. defense. That's how I see it. They've got talent, but they're too hot and cold. Uh, yeah, they are too hot and cold. However, I feel like this is a poor Cardinals team. We, I was excited about them at the start of the season. My excitement has really fizzled out for them on both sides like, of the ball. Uh, with that, I'm, I'm going to take the, the Falcons. I don't like picking the Falcons, obviously, but you know they're the, they're the better team here. And I feel like with Heineke, he's an upgrade over Ridder, but not much so. I've I've gone with Arizona Cardinals. Um, you and Shannon are the Falcons here, but I, I do think Kyler can elevate. I'm just excited to see him play again because I don't think he's a problem in that organization. I don't think it's the reason they're losing or have lost. <laughs> I, I don't um, know. I don't know. Yeah, give me the Cardinals. I think they'll surprise everyone. Uh, and, okay. And maybe their own fans as well. Moving on, though. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys uh, play the New York Giants. The Giants at the Cowboys. Um, let's let's not give this game more than it deserves. The Giants were unlucky against the Eagles. They played them in a close matchup and just came up short. The Giants looked bad with an actual quarterback. Now they don't have any quarterbacks. <laughs> so, Sorry, DeVito. So this is a Cowboys game. This this is what they need as well. This is a nice like confidence booster after they got beat by the Eagles. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I think Dak's playing really well right now as well. Give me the Cowboys all all day long. Um, Washington at Seattle. I mean, Seattle don't give me any confidence. They give me zero confidence. But then the Washington are so hot and cold. I don't know One what Washington thing going to get. Give, I think Eric Bieniemy might be in the head coaching conversation this he should, season. Again, well. he should be. Their Number two okay. passing offense in terms of yards. I, I do like how it's changed that offensive display, the passing game. They do struggle to run the ball consistently or have that balance. Defensively, they're, again, hot and cold. They've traded away their two best pass rushers. I wonder what the morale is. I'm going Seahawks. I think they need to turn it over at home as well. I'm, I'm going opposite to you. I feel like that, I feel like this is going to spiral for the Seahawks for, for now. They've got a lot of players on the injury report right now um, who didn't play. I feel like the commanders are sort of... They're, they're one of those hot and cold teams. I see this being a... A game for them that they could win. I mean, it's a, it's a coin toss for me as well. Assuming the commanders are as well, like when they're in games, they're in games. But when they get blown out, they get blown out big. So it could also be quite a big scoreline for the Seattle the other way. 
But I'm, I'm going to stick with the Commanders. I've picked them last week. I'll pick them again this week. Yeah, and Chan's going to see Yooks as well. Uh, the New York Jets are playing the Las Vegas Raiders in Sunday Night Football, I believe. Yep, Sunday Night Football. Billy Turner out for the Jets as miserable O-line. Zach Wilson still the quarterback. Give me the Raiders. Feel good. I think they're going to absolutely destroy the the Jets. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't dislike what you're saying. Um, the turnaround at the Raiders last week, they looked great. They've got, I just don't know though. Can I trust their offense? Well, we played the Jets game. last week against the Chargers somehow. So just point that out there. And you know what? I'm going to do it again. I'm picking the Jets oh to, to beat the Las Vegas Raiders. I I just feel like they're a team that need need this win. They need to stay in the conversation of playoffs for when Aaron Rodgers makes his return in a few weeks. Otherwise, there's no point in him coming back. And I don't want that for Jets fans. I want Jets to have an actual like game with Aaron Rodgers playing. So they can yeah, see next the, season. They see the potential of their offense. <laughs> What's Shannon gone? Uh, it's gone Raiders. Awesome. Um, last, but well, this is from me. <laughs> the last of all, we're we're gonna go over to our correspondence in Vietnam. Um, it seems, and we're going to uh, ask him what he feels about the Denver Broncos and Buffalo Bills game. Shadow? It's it's a great matchup, you know, like the Bills, Broncos, the Bills are a bit, a bit, on a, you know, not, I don't even know what I'm saying right now. Like, you, you've caught me on the spot. I just joined and I didn't realise this podcast was nearly over. You caught me on the spot when you just joined the podcast. But you're here now. Come on, give us your, give us, give us your thought through. Buffalo Bills. Considering the slate of week 10, the Bills and Denver Broncos should be savoured by everyone. There, there, are, there aren't too many great matchups. I, this is a man that's not watched, like read the schedule properly. We'll talk some absolute sense here. This goes. Back I to mean, my... I agree. The schedule has been is weak this week compared to last week. But, there's some, um, there's some, there's some but no one's watching the Denver. Wants to watch Denver Broncos or Buffalo Bills on Monday Night Football when there's this... better matchups. This just goes back to my original point that I made at the start of the podcast. The quality of the podcast has got so much better since Shannon has not been involved with it. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is a, this is a matchup that anyone really wants to see. The Broncos, they have played a couple of games close and stuff. Their defense is starting to look better. Um, and dare I say, Russell Wilson looks more salvageable. He, he he looks average. Like he he doesn't look great. I mean, he, he statistically, I think he's doing all right. But I feel like as an actual quarterback and offense, they look okay. But this Bills team needs this win, right? They need to get back on track. They need to they need to have a smackdown of a team. They just lost to the, Beng- the Bengals. They can't keep losing games. Like they can't keep losing games because they'll be too far away from Miami. Well, this is one of the easiest well, games. Forget Miami. Left. Forget Miami. They're not even in the playoff spots right now. Well, exactly. But they they need to try and fight in their own division. Um, so I'm going to go with the Bills in this. I I don't feel confident about it, but the Bills need the win more than I think the Broncos do. Yeah, I'm going with the Bills, and I'm not confident either right now, which tells you everything you need to know how about the Bills. And I mean, I'm confident the Bills will win. <laughs> All right. Thank you. That's the that's the week ten roundup done. The games are picked. Uh, they're they're like squared in. Um, thanks everyone for listening we'll be back next week to discuss what's happened the action all of that good stuff until then see ya
Peace. Bye.